This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Caring Place at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are reaching out to the homeless in South Florida for 99 years. Uh, the mission, the Caring Place has been feeding the hungry, caring for the poor and changing lives every day. I'm Marilyn Brummett. Many times you hear my husband, of course, open up this wonderful show. But I'm with you today, Marilyn Brummett. I'm the Vice President of Development uh, with the Caring Place at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. That's our uh, new umbrella over all of our campuses called the Caring Place. We, we've had the Caring Place newsletter since the 80s. And our email domain addresses is allcaringplace.org, and our website is caringplace.org. So it's not new hearing the caring place, but actually saying and launching out, this is our 99th year. Next year is our centennial and everything. You're going to see the new logo, The Caring Place. And then as we have our various campuses and as uh, the Lord leads and helps us to grow, to reach out, to those that are hurting uh, in our own backyards, different campuses will have their special names under the caring place. Well, we I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We certainly did. This whole last week, we were able to serve hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families. We served thousands of meals. Thanksgiving Day was a wonderful day. We were able to serve a beautiful Thanksgiving uh, day. It, it was it was a banquet. We had everything. Uh, we had the turkey, the dressing, the cranberry sauce, the green beans, uh, the rolls. I mean, it was really decked out. And as our uh, homeless came to us. Uh, for that wonderful meal, we were able to love on them. We gave them so much more than just a meal. Uh, they walked away with clothing. We even had special food packs that we could give to those that were going back out on the street. You know, but our, but always our mantra is, is to encourage those people to make change in their life and say, I want to come in to one of your life changing programs. So it's our opportunity to invite them and say, would you want to come off the street? Would you like to have a, a help, a hand up? You know, we don't call it a hand out. We certainly call it a hand up because we want to help our men and women to be empowered for that future life. And a week ago, we had a tremendous drive through was a Thanksgiving drive through. And that was for needy families. We served over 700 
needy families as they drove through our Miami Gardens property. It's a beautiful property, five acres, and uh, that's the vision of our new women's center is to have um, a place where women can go. It, it, you'll see, you'll hear more about that in the in our centennial coming up, our hundredth birthday. We're going to be talking a lot about that. But they came through this drive-through. They got frozen turkeys. They got boxes of food. They had hygiene given to them, clothing. And at the last tent they drove through was a prayer tent, and that was so amazing. We had had prayer warriors that was praying over each of these families as they drove through. Some of them had their children in the car. We was able to look at those children and say, let's uh, pray a prayer of blessing over your kids. And it was just a sweet time, a sweet time of fellowship. And they really felt the love. So it's not always just about giving out the food and the clothing. It's also about feeling God's love, that God's love is shown in a practical way. Yes, we give out the food and the clothing and all that. That's the practicality of it. But then the essence of feeling that people are praying over your family, praying over you. Uh, you would see people begin to cry and, and sob and uh, just, uh, and then after, after they were prayed over, then their faces were happy and they said, thank you, thank you so much. We gave them a Thanksgiving uh, message in print that they could go home with and as they fixed their Thanksgiving meal with the things that we gave to them, we encouraged them, share this. Uh, with your family, share this Thanksgiving message of hope and salvation. And that's what the caring place is all about. We want to be able to show God's love in practical ways and show that God really does have a plan for every person's life. You yourself may be listening to this program and maybe you're going through a difficult time. Maybe the holidays are is not so special for you. Maybe you have lost a loved one or you're going through health issues or you're suffering financially. I just want to encourage you that God does have a plan. And, and sometimes we just need to bow our head and say, Lord Jesus, help me. I need your help. I can tell you from my own experience. I can tell you from my own testimony. I have prayed uh, that prayer many times in my life, and I have seen God show up. He just shows up in so many different ways. And we believe that God does love each person and he does have a special plan. As people come into our centers, first, they may just be coming for that meal. They just, they're hungry or they need a shower or they need some clean clothing. That allows us the opportunity then to really, you know, touch someone and say, you know something, we care about you. Uh, there is more help. There is more hope. What is it that you need right now? And sometimes it's just they need to come in off the street. They need to have a warm shelter. They need to have a clean place to stay. And we have education centers. We have all kinds of things, case management, all kind of ways to encourage that person to come up to a different level. What no matter how hurting they are, if they will surrender to the process, and I say, and most of all, surrender to God, 
then he can really help make that change. We see thousands and thousands of lives changed at our different campuses. The Caring Place is over Miami Rescue Mission. It's over Broward Outreach Centers. And in the future, we're going to have other campuses. We know it's a vision that God has given us. And we want to help men, women, and children that are hurting, uh, hungry, abused, uh, whatever they're going through, that there is a place that they can come for help and for hope. And that is our prayer. And that's why we invite the community to come alongside and let us know that you want to help. And we give you all kinds of ways to help. In fact, right now, uh, we're getting uh, after Thanksgiving, you know what's coming up next. Yes, that's right. It's Christmas. It's Hanukkah. And uh, so we have to uh, right now start putting all those things into place. And you can help us with toy drives. Go to caringplace.org slash toys. Now, you'll put in your name and all your information. We're going to get back to you, and we're going to send you flyers. We're going to let you know what we need for toys. Over 6,000 toys are needed uh, for this season. So we'll have a drive through for families, and we'll be uh, helping those needy families. And, of course, we'll be getting ready uh, for Christmas. So we celebrate all the uh, holidays, and we make it special here at the Mission. Well, we have a wonderful program coming up for you. We'll be interviewing great people. And you'll be hearing a testimony from Kenny about his life change. So I'm just going to ask you, stay tuned with us, a short break, and then we'll be back with you for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. So excited. I have on the phone with us today uh, Richard Schutz, and he is a director for our wonderful friends in the community 211. Welcome, Richard. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to get to speak about 211. I'm very excited to uh, educate the community. Yes, educate the community. You know, I told my mom the other day because we were making a phone call to 311, which is another, you know, wonderful line number to know. And I'm like, Mommy, but did you know about 211? And you'll be surprised. She's like, oh, no, tell me all about it. So I, I found myself telling my mother about the many resources that 211 offer. The fact that you guys are always there available. Tell us about 211, Richard. Yeah, so it's a three-digit number that anyone can call from your phone. Uh, again, you don't need to do a 305 one It's just a dialing 211 uh, where you will get in contact with a trained uh, counselor 24-7 in any language, whether it's English, Spanish, Haitian, Creole, or even another language where we can use an interpreter uh, and connect you to different programs in the community. So whether it's someone that's needing help with food, uh, needing help with rent payment assistance, needing help with childcare, needing help with just someone to talk to. Maybe someone is having thoughts of suicide and, and needing someone to talk to. We are there 24-7 to answer that call. Absolutely. And I know that because let me tell you, I, I always say it every time I interview you or Trudy or anyone from the wonderful team that you have. I have used 211 myself. And I remember calling for a woman in one of our centers. She was in need. She was expecting a baby. We were looking for different resources for her. And oh, my God, Richard, I'm not kidding you. I called the number and they told me, get a pen and paper because we're going to give you so many numbers that 
I mean, I was blown away by how many resources I was able to receive for this woman in need. Even even after she had the baby, you guys were giving me numbers to uh, if she needed um, supplements and diapers and this and that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank God I had a pen and paper handy. Mm -hmm. So it's not just I mean, you're not there to, um, you know, take the phone calls and, and get rid of the, the calls. No, you guys really take the time to see what the community is in need of and you provide those resources. Now, with the holidays upon us, right, what are some mm -hmm. of the calls that you guys get during this time of the year? Yeah, so you think about the holidays. It could be someone that's needing, for example, uh, turkey or food for Thanksgiving. It could be uh, whether it's for Christmas or Hanukkah, different toys uh, for their kids. Um, and even in addition to that, you know, sometimes people might be feeling down, feeling a little um, sad during the holidays. Maybe they're, they can't be with their family this year. Maybe they've lost uh, loved ones. So we see uh, different types of combinations of calls where people are just looking for support and assistance especially during this time of year, which even though it's a lot of celebration going on, again, there, there, there's a lot of heartache uh, going on throughout our communities as well. Absolutely. And of course, we know the pandemic is still hitting us. It's still a challenge. I mean, there's still people struggling with that. And uh, so, yes, we know we're no strangers to that. We are doing our very own holiday events. And boy, do we get those calls as well. So I, I hear you. Uh, now, give me examples of families that have given you testimonies of the help that they have received through you guys. Yeah, so whether we're in community events, you know, trying to educate the community or even with calls that we get, we hear um, things like, you know, if it wasn't for 2-1, I don't know where I would be, if I would still be alive, if I would uh, have any food um, um, th this past holiday season. Like, it's just a lot of people amazed that they didn't know about this line sooner but then again opportunities like this one uh with you to educate the community that we're here uh, we are a program of jewish community services but we're here to serve everybody no matter what religion a person is no matter their socioeconomic background no matter uh, what languages that they speak or where in the county that they live we're here for every single person um, because again crisis or need could happen to any single person so uh, we are here for everybody and um, it's just making sure that as many people as possible know uh, about the number making sure that they save it in their phone because you never know when you might need it or someone else you're wanting to help might need it yeah, I, I, I do know that. And again, we're, I'm, I'm a big fan of everything that you guys do. So walk me through the crisis uh, phone lines, because I know that I've interviewed uh, some of your colleagues in the past, and I know that you guys are so awesome. So let's say that someone, because, uh, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, it's only resources, you know. No, no, no. Uh, I remember interviewing one of your colleagues, and she was walking me through when people are in crisis, like, um, you know, attempting uh, suicide or depression, mm -hmm. walk me through that and walk me through the operators that actually answer these lines. Yeah, so all of our operators are fully trained in crisis counseling and in, again, being able to provide connections to the community. So if someone does find themselves where maybe they're feeling down or even having thoughts of suicide, um, just calling in 211. We are a confidential line. Uh, you can remain completely anonymous. 
Uh, we're not here to judge. We're we're here to listen and to uh, be that listening ear. A lot of times people have nowhere else to go. They might have family members or friends, but they might feel judged. They, they might feel uncomfortable talking about certain topics. So uh, this this line is a guarantee that you're able to say, you know, what's on your mind. It's not going to get back to your family or friends. This is completely confidential. And if it does get to a point where, uh, you know, someone is having thoughts of suicide, it's exploring about, you know, what, what does that look like for that person and uh, exploring what other options there there are there within the community. So we're not here to necessarily say we're here and we will solve everybody's problems. Again, that, that that's giving false hope. We're, we're not here to do that, but uh, we are here to be with you in the moment. Uh, hear what's going on and if there are possible solutions that the person would like to explore uh, we wouldn't love to meet them with where they're at and explore those options that may be applicable to them and and that is i mean if you think about it that is life-saving at some points right i mean if you're thinking um you're depressed you know you're you can deal some people go through a lot of depression during the holidays right mm -hmm. i know this because i've been working uh at the miami rescue mission and broward outreach centers for the last 10 years almost mm -hmm. and i i know that a lot of our residents during this time of the year it's really hard for them because they're not with family because the family is you know they're, they're not talking to the family anymore or maybe someone in the family passed that was very important to them. Depression can happen, right? I mean, and it can happen yeah. to anyone, to the best of us. So if, if you're thinking, you know what, I need help, I need to seek help, I need to talk to someone, reach out to 211. And if anything, they, they would either find the person to talk to you and actually give you hope and encouragement. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to say a way out, but, but yes, in a way, the resources that you need in order to find that help that you are seeking. And if you know anyone who's struggling, who's, you know, going through a depression, someone in your life that you're like, oh my God, I wish that this person could talk to someone. Do not wait until tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's not promised. Uh, do it today. Call 211. Get the resources. Find out where they can call. Depression happens. Uh, this time of the year can be very happy and very exciting for most. But for a lot of people, it's also a time of sadness, right? And um, that can actually take a negative um, impact in your life in general, right? So, Richard, I mean, you guys do so much, right? I'm thinking holidays. I'm thinking toys. I'm thinking food drives. What mm -hmm. other examples of resources do you guys provide to the community? I mean... Thankfully, we are funded by the Children's Trust, United Way, Thriving Mind, various different uh, funders in our community that understand that there is needs throughout the community for various social services. So um, think about 311 is county related things. 911 are, we know, but there are other types of emergencies that people might go through that those other lines might not be able to help out with. So counseling, other types of support groups, various things like that, anything social services, we are there. Amazing. And you are on social media because I follow you. Super easy. 211. <laughs> 211 is open 365 days a year, seven days a week. All the languages you can think of. I mean, there is no excuse. If you need help, if you need resources, if you need help this holiday season coming up, reach out to 211. Richard, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the work you do in the community. It's always great to speak with you. Thank you as well. Thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you.
Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited to come to you all today to talk about the Christmas season, right? The holidays that are upon all of us. And for many, this time of the year can be a very happy, exciting time with family, a lot of food, right? Traveling, so much going on during the holidays. But for the homeless population, for the men, women, and children that are struggling in our communities, this can be a very sad time. So we are coming to you with a lot of joy to invite you to be a part of bringing joy to the families that will be served at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, also known as the Caring Place. So we have a special website if you want to help us with the collection of the toys. For boys and girls, we're looking for 6,000 brand new toys to give away to the children in our centers and also from our community. That website is www.caringplace.org forward slash toys. That's if you want to help with the toys. If you want to volunteer, you can reach out to us. Just go to caringplace.org, click on volunteer and send us an email so that we can have you as a volunteer. We need a lot of help with the sorting and the packing of the toys that will be given away to all the children on December the 18th. We are happy to have you on our side to help the homeless, the hungry, the needy families uh, in Miami and Broward County as well. So also with the holidays, we are having a beautiful event on December the 23rd. We are having a Christmas lunch and dinner in both of our centers, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to have a beautiful Christmas meal. We're going to have gifts for all the adults. We're going to have hygiene items. So if you're listening and you have ever helped us, whether you have made a monetary donation or you have donated toys or hygiene items or clothing, or you simply have prayed for us, we want to thank you. We want to take this time to thank all of our listeners for the continued support, for being behind everything that we do here at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We cannot do it without our volunteers. Every single day, Monday through Sunday, we have volunteers that come to our centers, people that cannot volunteer, but you know what? They send us a monetary donation or they buy something in Amazon. I always like to tell our listeners that we have an account in Amazon. When you go to um, forward slash smile in Amazon, you can find the, the nonprofit of your choice. Of course, we hope that you choose the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, but that is a possibility. And Amazon is giving some of that money back to the charities of your choice, right? All the charities almost uh, in the community are there. So, so many ways for you to help. So when you're thinking now of all the shopping that you have to do, the traveling, uh, the gatherings with your families, think about a family that can use your help, a family that is waiting to be assisted, given a hand up, whatever you want to call it. But if you want to help, we are here to make that easy for you. Uh, we are also thankful uh, for all the individuals that pray for us. You know we are a praying organization. We do everything with tons of prayer. And this is that time of the year as we close 2021. And we hope for a much better with no pandemic 2022. Uh, we want to wish you guys happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, that you have an amazing, I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving uh, with your family. And let's get together to help those in our community during the Christmas time. So if you want to 
start a clothing drive or help with the toys, remember we need the toys to be brand new, unwrapped, and we are asking for uh, 10 and older, for children 10 and older, because we get a lot of toys for the younger children, and we have many children in the community that are older, so we need the, the gifts for them as well. If you want to help, remember www.caringplace.org forward slash toys, or you can go to our website, and if you want to volunteer or if you want to make a monetary donation, we appreciate you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for all that you do. Well, we're at that part of the program where we talk to someone who's going through a life change, and I'm so happy uh, today to be with Kenny, and I first want to say welcome to the show, Kenny. Thank you. Well, Kenny, um, I've seen you for a while uh, here on our Miami campus, and uh, you know there are certain ones, as they come through the program, they become like uh, shining stars, and I actually have to say you're one of those shining stars, and you're always so happy, but there wasn't always a happy time in your life. So if you don't mind, let's take our listening uh, audience back into those days that were not so happy and what actually led you to the Miami Rescue Mission. Well, I came from Las Vegas, Nevada. I just had a serious relationship and, you know, broke up. Um, and then from there, I came down to Miami. And when I came to Miami... Now, why from my to Miami all the way from Las Vegas? Well, when I left from Las Vegas, the reason why I came back to Miami was because of the simple fact that my mom was down here. And um, so I decided to come back to live with my mother. Um, and trying to do that, it didn't happen because my mom had an efficiency and, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't able to live with her because of space reasons. Um, so I told her that I was going to stay with a friend and um, that wasn't true. I just told her that because I didn't want to hurt her feelings, no, let her know that I was going to go to the streets. Um, so in that process of being in the streets, um, I went, you know, first I went to South Beach and I went to South Beach and it was, it was, it was hard for me. I'd never been homeless in my life. Um, I had a okay, you know, childhood. And when it came to this point of my homelessness, it was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to about it. So I just stayed to myself. And in staying to myself, it, I was there in South Beach and, um, well, know, let's explain a little bit how, what's it like to, operate like that on a day-to-day basis how do you eat how do you do the daily basic functions of life well it was hard it was really hard um what it was like it was it was it was hard it was really hard and um so how did you eat how did i eat panhandling I panhandled, uh, I asked people, you know, for money. I went to the local churches there in South Beach and, um, you know, had the dinners there. And that was basically it. As far as showering, there was, uh, it was times where I would jump in the ocean itself. Um, I would use the showers that are alongside of the beaches of the showers. And then I got to a point where I was brave enough to walk into the hotels and act like I was a resident there at the hotel or a guest at the hotel. And um, just go into the to the lounging area where they have showers and by the poolside. Are they kind of watching for that or not? Well, no, not really. If you if you don't look like, you know, that you're homeless or you're not carrying a bunch of stuff around, you know, it's uh, it's easy to get in and out. But sometimes I would get ca- caught and, you know, get threatened that they would call the police on me or whatnot. OK, so this wasn't a really great time in your life then. No, it wasn't. So how long were you out there? Uh, altogether, I was homeless for four months. Wow, four months. Four and it wasn't camping? No, it wasn't camping at mm-hmm. all. 
at all. So what led you to the Miami Rescue Mission? How did you find out about it? Why did you come? Okay, there was a, there was a, a, a young lady that was there. She was homeless as well, and she knew about the Miami Rescue Mission. Um, one day we didn't, we couldn't scrounge up enough money to eat and, uh, it was time to take a shower again, you know? So she told me about a place in Miami and I didn't want to cross over the bridge because as far as money. So we walked from Miami beach all the way to the mission. And, um, when we walked from the beach and got here, it was now about that's quite a few miles. Yes, it is. It's, I don't even know how many miles that is. I don't either, but we, we trooped it we over trooped five. It. Oh yes. At least, at least. Wow. Yeah. So we trooped it that day. There was a line outside for showers. I believe it was on a, I think it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday or a Monday, something like that. And um, on that same day, I seen a gentleman that looked like he just came in and he was like, you know, why don't you come into the mission? You know, you know, you can get food here, you get showers. Um, not only that, but you can learn about God. And then when I found that out, I was like, man, you know, previous to that, I was praying to God and asking God, you know, lead me to a place mm-hmm. where I can be um with you again you know okay well kenny we're gonna just go to a break right now and i'm gonna ask our listening audience if you want to hear more of kenny's story don't turn that dial because we'll be right back in just a moment well we're back in the studio here with kenny and he is telling his story of how it was uh to be homeless uh kenny has explained to our listening audience if you're just tuning in he was out there for four months um at the beach um, tr- and trying to get enough to eat, trying to shower, trying to do all the things, panhandling. And uh, he has walked with a friend all the way from the beach uh, to the Miami Rescue Mission. And we know that that's at least six or seven miles that you walk. And now you're uh, talking about you're in line, you uh, know you're going to get a shower, and somebody's talking to you about maybe coming in to the program. So let's pick it up right there, Kenny, as to... How did you make that decision? And then how did you feel after that? Well, like I was saying, you know, I, I was, I was praying to God, you know, previous to that. And, um, and he made a way. He made a way. Uh, I, I ended up in the mission. I found out that it was a Christian based program. Um, it was 12 to 16 months and I knew that. I wanted change in my life. I knew that I wanted to do the right things. I was tired of living the life that I was living. And in that process of being in line and having this young man talk to me, it was, um, it was, it was, my choice was already made, um, of staying. So we, we spoke with Marlo and Marlo said, yes, it was okay for me to come in. I came in and my first months, my first month there, it was hard. It was hard. It was, it was, uh, difficult because I wanted to do my own thing. You know, I didn't want to go by the guidelines and I wanted to, I wanted to be home, you know, but I didn't have a home, but I wanted to be home, you know? And, um, and as the process went on, you know, it, it took a lot of just submitting, you know, to, uh, to God ultimately. Um, he wanted. Now, was there anybody other than maybe, I know staff encourages you, but was there any other guys that have been here for a while that, said anything to you or did you did you get encouragement from any place well truthfully uh my first month when i came in no i didn't get encouraged by anybody it was uh it was something that i had to make a choice of uh, on my own you know i was looking for men that were here in the program and and were already went through the process and it was like they wasn't around they wasn't around and and it kind of bothered me you know because i know that you know being a young christian you should have somebody there for you, you know, to walk you through. But then at the same time, if it is something that you really want, 
ultimately you have to do it for yourself you don't need somebody to hold your hand through the walk and um and that's what I, I i just learned on my own you know seek god first and in all his righteousness and just continue to just follow him in everything that i did you know and just know that he was there knowing that just trusting and believing in him you know and it, was and it there, helped me. there was a t- was there a time where you felt like you kind of turned the corner and and how things were progressing here and in your own life when i finally let go when I finally let go and just knew that it was God that was ultimately leading me, um, I, I finally let go and everything seemed a lot smoother, especially when I got into the alpha part of the program. Um, got into the alpha part of the so program. So let's, let's talk about that a minute because there's people listening. They have no idea what the alpha part of the program okay. is. But the alpha is upper phase. It's um, That means that you have been elected also by your peers to be able to go into that 16-week uh, very special, intense, we call it discipleship class. Mm. But you learn so, so much during that time. So let's talk about what, is, what does alpha mean to you? Well, alpha means to me is uh, you've made it to a part in your in your walk where you're able to uh, not only learn more who you are in Christ, but know who Christ is in you. And um, it's it's a it's a it's a sixteen week studies, um, just really really intense studies, hitting the streets, um, you know, just just going all out for Jesus. And uh, it is, and it's an awesome part of the program. And in that program, I learned that it's not what happens to you, but how you respond. Now, you, we don't have a whole lot of time, but what is your ultimate goal? What do you, what do you want to be? Ultimate goal is to be an executive chef. Okay. Well, we like it. We like chefs around here. So anyway, we're just going to ask our listening audience to uh, continue to pray for Kenny uh, and for the countless men and women that are in all of our centers in Hollywood and Miami as they are working to get their lives back on track. And your donations is what helps do that. So thank you, Kenny, thank you. for sharing your story today. You're welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed the testimony from Kenny. You know, each and every person that actually gives their testimony uh, on air. It's uh, it's not easy for them to do that because they have gone through a journey. They have gone through hurt. They've gone through turmoil. And I, I'm sure everyone that I'm listening to, there's been hurt in your life at some point. There's been turmoil at some point in your life where you can identify. Maybe you weren't out on the street. Uh, maybe you were. Uh, maybe something terrible else happened to you. But we know that uh, when you ask for help, when you surrender to God and say, I need your help, we know things really do change. And as we see our men and women come to us, we just love on them. First of all, we give them their basic necessities. You know, they're going to have uh, good meals to eat. They have safe shelter. They get clothing. Uh, if, if it's a woman with children, their children are going to be provided for. And they have a case manager that is assigned to them and begins to walk them through the process of maybe a little re-education or increased education or something that they can really, uh, it'll help them in their life that they know that when they leave us, they graduate because we put them uh, really through a whole program of being able to be educated in the right way. Maybe they're lacking something. Maybe it's computer skills. Maybe they're having a problem with English. Uh, maybe they just need uh, a little freshening up of their math skills. Our education department helps them with that and helps them come to that point where maybe they can go on to college 
or they could go to a Votech school, or they can get a certification in some special uh, phase of their life that they want to go forward with. Maybe they want to be a cook, a chef. You know, there's so many things that people can identify with and say, I would like to do that in my life. And that's what we help them do is come to those places uh, where they can get that extra education and be able to empower themselves for their own future. Yes, our men and women, they graduate our program. They have a cap and gown ceremony, and it is a, it's a real special time in their lives. And right now, we're advocating that you help with our toy drive. Uh, that's caringplace.org slash toys. If you'll give us your name, address, email information, phone number, we'll be able to get back to you give you some flyers and help you know what we need for the toys that we'll be giving away. Uh, we, we can pick them up from you or you can drop them off, whatever is better for you. We're going to work with you on that. Uh, we really need to push this on the toys right now because by the uh, 10th of December, we like to have uh, the majority of our toys already brought to us because then volunteers start coming in. Uh, they look at what's needed for each family and, and they bag it accordingly. And we make sure that the children get uh, several toys, not just one, but several. So their age, their gender, all that is looked at. So please come alongside of us. Help us. Uh, we really encourage the community uh, to come alongside. You know, we can't do the things we do if it wasn't for our community and people like you who are listening. So thank you. God bless you so much. You're going to hear my husband again uh, next Sunday morning. He'll be the one that'll be greeting you. But today I had the joy of uh, saying, well, it's a belated happy Thanksgiving because it's a few days afterwards. Uh, so I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving day. And if you didn't, uh, just just say a little prayer. Say, God, help me to be thankful for something. And I know that you have a plan for my life. Well, thank you. Once again, I'm Marilyn Brummett. Uh, I am with the Caring Place at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. And don't forget to stay tuned for Mission Possible, the good news program next Sunday morning. God bless you. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.